Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. I was surprised to learn that the LDS Church sued Matthew Gill to try to shut him down. They didn't like the fact that he used the Book of Mormon and had a very similar sounding name. We'll learn more about this lawsuit and Matthew Gill's reaction to it. They're still around, so check out our conversation. All right, so you translate all of this in 2006, and then what happens in those nine years between then and the Book of Rayanek? So uh, we translate, we get the book published, and then, of course, we start to uh, organize our branch or our church, and then we spend those years basically you know, learning and growing and making mistakes, um, bad websites. Uh, Getting sued by the LDS Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting part of the story. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, it happened out of the blue. I mean, we've been calling ourselves the Latter-day Church of Jesus Christ for a long time. And obviously, look, I, I knew that I wasn't on the best terms with the LDS Church. And I knew that they knew about us because, you know, you'd bump into missionaries in the, in the street locally and they'd say, you have heard the Book of Mormon? And go, yeah, and all about that. Oh, you remember? No. <laughs> but this is what we do. They go, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of you guys. Yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, they get interested and then, you know, and I knew that the, the people who knew me knew what we were doing. But somehow... And I don't know how this gets kicked upstairs in the LBS church to someone who makes a big decision. And then one, one day I'll, I come home uh, from taking my boys out and I've got this big envelope with the LDS church stamped all over it. And I'm like, oh. And then they go, we're going to sue you. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, our sites, I mean, we're not huge and we don't have lots of money. So you don't want to get much. And so we went to a, a lawyer and we got lawyered up as best as we could. And we, um, we took the fight to them as best as we could with our, with our limited resources. And instead of them suing us in the end, we came to an agreement because the LDS Church wanted us to stop using the Book of Mormon. They wanted us to, to stop referring to Joseph Smith. They wanted us to basically give up everything that we believe that we are. And we said, we can't do that because we believe the Book of Mormon is true. We believe Joseph Smith is a prophet of God. We can't just say we don't believe in those things. That's who we are. So we came to an agreement that they would back off if we changed our name, pretty much. And, uh, you know, touch wood, <laughs> we're still all right. So um, we changed our name, changed the website. This is what, this is in 20, what year is this? Oh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. So now you're the Restored Branch. I think your website's the restoredbranch.org. Is that right? Yeah, restoredbranch.com. .com. Okay. That, that's the beauty to get, .com. Everything else is terrible. So, yeah, we just we, we changed our name, changed the website. We, uh, we, we totally overhauled the website. Put a big disclaimer on the website that, you know, we are not affiliated with the LDS Church in any way, shape, or form, which is one of their prerequisites, of course. And then 
But you believe in the Book of Mormon. We believe in the Book of Mormon. We believe Joseph Smith's the prophet of God. We don't believe in polygamy. We certainly don't believe Joseph was a polygamist. Well, that's going to be interesting. Okay. We, we part ways. We part ways with everyone after Joseph Smith died, really. After Joseph Smith died. Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price. No, not Pearl of Great Price. Don't need it. So you threw out the Book of Abraham? Yes, throughout the Book of Abraham. We got the Book of Moses because the Book of Moses is a part of the inspired version of the Bible. It's right there. So my argument is you don't need the Book of Moses if you're using the IVB. If you're using the inspired version, you don't need the Book of Moses. The only reason, the only reason, in my opinion, the LDS Church used the Pearl of Great Price is firstly the Book of Abraham, and secondly because they don't print the, the inspired version of the Bible. They print ex they print extracts from it, but they don't print the entire thing. Hence, the need to put the Book of Moses into a new book of Scripture. So, anyway. Okay. So, um, because I'm trying to remember. So, you threw out the Book of Abraham, but you you still probably have the first vision. What's it called? Joseph Smith history? Yeah, we have a, we have a Joseph Smith history, uh, which is taken from the Wentworth letter. So you just call it the Wentworth letter? No, no. We, we, we call it Joseph Smith history because when Joseph Smith wrote the Wentworth letter, he basically wrote a history of himself, the church. So we, we wanted a history for obvious reasons that wasn't linked to the LDS church. And so the best one that we thought we would go with was the last real history Joseph Smith gave, I suppose, was with the Wentworth letter. So. We put that into our doctrine covenant as Joseph Smith's history. Okay, so you've got a new version of the doctrine and covenants. Oh, we have our own version of the doctrine and covenants. Yeah, yeah. And the LDS Church was okay with you calling it doctrine and covenants. They didn't sue you over that. No, they had no problem with that. We're really weird. They they had no problem with the only things that the the problem were was with the name and us the Book of Mormon and because oh blimey. me. Uh, in America, you see, the, the, the Book of Mormon is public domain. Right. But can you hear it's not. Oh, really? Yeah. So before we left the European Union, we were tied to European Union regulations. And in the European Union, they have, what's the word, copyrighted or uh-huh. the, the, doctrine, the, the, the Book of Mormon. So only they can use it, nobody else. And we said that's unfair because what you're doing is potentially hamstringing people from not being in your church. So, and then of course we left, we left the European Union anyway, so uh, we don't have to abide by those rules anymore. But this was prior to, to Brexit. So we just came to a conclusion. Our lawyers spoke with their lawyers. When they came back, they gave us a list of things they were prepared to budge on and a list of things they weren't prepared to budge on. And then we just sat down as a, as a branch and went, look, you know, we can't afford a huge legal battle here. We can afford to push on some things, but we can't afford to push on others. So we went back to them and said, this is what we're going to change our name to. Are you happy that this is okay? It's not going to be a problem down the road. And they said, no, your name's fine, but you've got to change the, you've got to change your website. And uh, we agreed that we could still use the Book of Mormon and we could still refer to Joseph Smith. 
my argument was, our argument was, if we were in America, if this organization had risen in America, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. But they could push it here because they have done things here that they can't do in the States. So, so you threatened to disincorporate in America? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, and we made the point, you know, that we're not a massive organization. So we're not a threat to you guys. I mean, this is a multi-billion pound organization. I mean, you know, uh, why do you feel threatened by us anyway in the first place? We, we couldn't understand why you felt so threatened to, why they felt so threatened to be suing us. So, all right. So, okay. So, as far as the Pearl of Great Price, your Book of Moses, you've incorporated, you just probably just used the inspired version from the uh, Community of Christ, right? From, we get our, we, no, not from the Community of Christ. We, we get ours from uh, Prize Publishing. Well, yeah, that's a break off from the Community of Christ, basically. <laughs> okay. And then, Okay, so Book of Moses, that's included in the inspired version. Book of Abraham, you threw out. Joseph Smith, Matthew, that's part of the inspired version. Joseph Smith, history, you've added that as kind of a section in your Doctrine and Covenants. And then the um, Articles of Faith, those are, do you have that as a section as well? The Articles of Faith are in the Doctrine and Covenants. Okay. And then, so let's, let's jump into your Doctrine and Covenants then. Um, so you believe Joseph didn't practice polygamy. I have a guy, I have a, <clears throat> at the time of this publishing, it's not published, but it will be published. Uh, Mark Tenspire is going to attack that argument. Um, I'll just leave that for you there. But, um, so, um. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a very arguable subject. I don't think it's arguable, but I know some people believe that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to argue the point. But So what, you, you threw out 132, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you don't believe that. But what about the other sections? Is there any other ones that you kept or threw out or did you keep most of them? I'll tell you, I'll tell you the sections we don't have. <laughs> I've got my Doctrine and Covenants right in front of me. So uh, obviously, we threw out uh, 132. So I will go through a list of all the ones we don't have. So we don't have, just from the page. Just quite, okay, so we don't have, we don't have, we don't have section 108, 109, 110, 111, 112. What do those deal with? Yeah. Do you can you can you just summarize what those sections deal with and why you don't like them? I couldn't tell you offhand what they deal with. I think okay. some of them some of them are um, revelations added after Joseph Smith died. Um, my argument is really. Yeah, I think some of them were passed after he died. Not all of them, but some of them. My argument was well, if they weren't in the Doctrine of Covenants when Joseph Smith was here. They really shouldn't be in there after. So you really want to go back to like the 1835? Because I know, I'm trying to remember the years, Orson Pratt added a bunch of stuff in 1878, if I remember the year right. 
Um, so you, you're going back to like the 1835 or 1840. I can't remember what, which was the latest version before he died. We go back to the 1835 Doctrine and Covenants, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So anything, 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 anything that Joseph Smith didn't seem uh, inclined to add while he was alive, we, we don't put in the Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, you know, there are varying reasons for that. Either we don't believe that they were revelations in the first place. But my biggest argument is, look, Joseph Smith published, or well, the church published in 1835 with a, with a vote of the, the saints. He had a long period of time that he could have gone and published another one uh, whilst he was alive and added to it. My argument, my argument is, well, he didn't do that, so I'm not going to start putting stuff in to his doctrine and covenants or to the early church's doctrine and covenants so that, that we don't really think should be there. So that's, that's, our, that's our thinking on the matter. Whether that's right or wrong, that's what we believe. Okay, so... Um... I'm pretty sure section 13, which is on the Aaronic, I'm assuming you still have, you have Aaronic and priesthood, uh, Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthood in your organization. Okay. So, um, cause I want to say Orson Pratt added section 13, which is the Aaronic priesthood, uh, vision. I think that was added in 1878. I don't think that was in 1835 doctrine and covenants. We don't have section 13. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. We don't have section 13. We have section 12, and then we skip to section 14. So we don't Oh, interesting. Yeah. So as I say, most of the, most of the revelations within the Doctrine and Covenants that we have were the ones given at the eight, the 1835. Um, okay. The Doctrine and Covenants. We're not the only ones to do that. There's, there's quite a few organizations that do do that. So that's pretty much. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Elder Matthew Gill. In our next conversation, we'll talk about why Matthew believes Joseph Smith didn't practice polygamy. This is what we believe. We don't believe he was a polygamist. We can show that Joseph Smith publicly stated he wasn't a polygamist, and the church publicly stated he wasn't a polygamist organization. That's the Joseph Smith I want to believe. It's not necessarily the Joseph Smith everyone else believes in. That's Judge Smith, I believe. Thanks for listening to Gospel Tangents. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, please subscribe at patreon.com slash gospeltangents. You can hear the entire interviews there. Also, check out our new, improved, uh, user-friendly website at gospeltangents.com. We've made it much more user-friendly, so check that out. Click here to subscribe, here for a transcript, and over here we've got more of our great videos. Thanks again.